I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me, Joe. It's the draft edition of the podcast, and uh, as we do on this draft edition, we try to answer a few of your questions, and then we are going to be drafting something utterly meaningless. And uh, you ready? You ready for some questions? Let's do it. Let's hit the questions. Here we go. Brian wants to know, does Rob Manfred not care about baseball, or does he actually hate baseball? Ooh, Good those question. are the two options. <laughs> there, there are only two options on this. There are two options. We have he a lot of Rob Manfred. He, he doesn't care. Right. Or he actively hates it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? What's your, what is your, uh, what's your instinct? I, 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 I lean more toward not caring because I think actively hates is too much effort like for for this yeah you know like he's like look he's a lawyer right he's a he's a labor lawyer who by the way only the owners would put like the guy who is their labor lawyer as they put him as commissioner of baseball the idea of a commissioner by the way does that make any sense anymore well we have said this before it is worth saying again of course the concept of a commissioner makes sense however It only makes sense if the commissioner is a neutrally appointed who is in charge person. Of the whole sport, yeah. Yes, who is not paid exclusively by one side of the right. equation. That's right. not a commissioner. That's an employee. Yes. And so the the uh, the solution to uh, to the commissioner question in every sport is for that commissioner to have a salary, call it twenty million dollars a year, and have ten million dollars of it paid for by the owners. And ten million dollars paid for by the players, so that the commissioner owes an equal amount to yes. each side of the equation of the yes. sport that he is the commissioner of. That is the only way this makes sense. Roger Goodell is not the commissioner of the NFL; he is an employee of the owners of the That's NFL. Right. That is not. That is not the same <laughs> thing. He owes nothing to the players right. and everything to the owners, and his continued employment is based solely on whether the owners think he's doing a good job. That's not a commissioner. It's absurd to call him a commissioner. Yeah. Well, it's particularly true in baseball. I mean, it's just, especially since baseball came up with the whole concept of the commissioner of baseball with, uh, with judge Landis Mm -hmm. and Landis for his many, many failings. He was also basically paid for by the own, by the owners, but he did stuff that ticked off the owners all the time because he essentially wrote himself unlimited power into the into the role it's been a long time since that's been the case all right eric wants to know how much longer does a train ride have to be than a plane ride for you to prefer the plane ride so basically this is a really good question the question is how much longer and i he's doing with trains which i think is really good how much longer does the train ride have to be where you will go on a plane this is a good question. Um, so the the most common uh, or famous example of this is in the Northeast Corridor, and it's basically the Boston to New York right trip. Washington, because the Boston, yeah. So, but but Boston, New York, a trip I made ten thousand times in my yes. life. Yes, 
Oh yeah. Um, it is on the Acela, which is the in quotes and with a giant winky face emoji, <laughs> uh, three and a half hours yeah. uh, of uh, a cell of high speed rail and right. end quote winky face emoji again, Yes, which is really like it's, it's high speed rail for about a third of the trip. And then the At rest most. of it, it's like a normal, normal, boring, uh, right. slow moving train. Um, the, I used to basically feel that that was a toss up in terms of whether I took the train or the shuttle, what used to be the, the, the Delta shuttle or the U.S. air shuttle. This is how long ago it is. It was a U.S. air shuttle, an airline that doesn't exist anymore. Um, so the train ride would be three, it would be really four hours door to door. And the plane, the actual in the airtime was like 40 minutes, but you have to add an hour on the front, at least an hour on the front, right? And then a decent amount of time on the back as the plane is taxiing sure. and you're getting into a cab or whatever. So it ended up being, you know, call it three hours by total from the time you leave your house to drive to the airport in either New York or Boston, the time you get wherever you're going, it was a good, even though it was 40 minutes in the air, it was also, it was probably three, three and a half hours. And the train ride was three and a half hours. Sure. And it was basically a wash. So I think that I think that tra the the train ride has to be significantly longer in order to prefer the plane. You know, it has to be more than a wash. It has to be like, yeah, it's a, it, you know, what's, what is, do you remember what Boston to DC is in terms of, um, in terms of train, train? it must be six, five and a half, six five hours, hours right? yeah, something probably. like that. Yeah. That's, I think where the, where it starts to tip over into like, oh, I'll just take a plane. Cause the plane ride from JFK to, to Dulles will be an hour total. And then right. you know, even leaving your house two hours before the plane, right? You're still, I think it's still like you're in, you're going to end up with a three twenty three thirty trip there and a six hour trip on the, on the, but, train. but if I just did this from New York to, to uh, Washington, which is really not bad at all uh, as a plane ride, the, as a train ride, rather the train drops you off right in the heart of Washington. Right where you want to be, yes. Right, while Dulles is an hour away with right. traffic possibilities being way worse than that. Yeah. Um, so that's the I'd minimum say, I'm saying. That's the minimum yeah. is the New York, New York DC say, trip. I'd say if I felt like door to door, it would save me more than two hours, I'll get on a plane. I think that's right. That. And I mean, the other benefit, of course, of the train is that you can work if you have right, work you can to do. Work. It's it's just a better experience. It's yeah. more comfortable. What about driving? What what is the driving great? Uh, <clears throat> to me, a lot of the driving question has to do with: Are you alone, or are you with your family? Like, are you? In other words, are your kids going to be annoyed right. at the length of time it takes to drive, or are you going to have a fun? Yeah. Kind of meditative five hour, six and hour. I think, I think we're talking about for one person, like for, for, yeah. you know, I think it, I think it's probably roughly the same, you know, at out 90 minutes to, I mean, the good thing about the car is you are the master of your own domain right. in terms of when you leave, when you stop, you know, you can stop and get some food or get a snack, like leaving whenever you want to is the benefit of the car to me. Yeah, there are all sorts of issues when it comes to any of this stuff, including cost, by the way. I mean, that's not uh, insubstantial if it's, uh, you know, a car, if you're going with the whole family, it's eh, 
We don't need to go in there. We're not a travel show. We don't need to go into all of this. <laughs> We're not not a travel show, though. Maybe we should. Should we be a travel show? We should be a travel show. This is what we're realizing after after 26 years and more than 7,000 podcasts. We finally we are, figured out our purpose. We are actually a travel show. All right. Uh, correct opinion haver wants to know if we can make a baseball lineup out of fruits. Example, watermelon is my catcher. Okay. Oh, so not not <clears throat> one through nine in the batting order, but an actual position. In actual positions, yeah. Okay. Are you okay uh, with watermelon a catcher? I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I might put something a little watermelon's a little bit ethereal for yeah. a, a catcher. I feel I I might go with something like a cantaloupe or like a Ooh. you know what I mean? A little something a, a little, little, like, little a little more a little more bulk to it. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Well, let's try this. Okay, so who's right. who's our who's pitching? Who's pitching for our all fruit team? I think I think you've got to have a banana pitching, don't you? Think? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Right? I mean, it's just clear that yeah. a banana is going to pitch. I'm gonna say so. Let's uh, bananas pitching. Right. We'll say let's for now. Let's say cantaloupe is catching. Yeah, I like cantaloupe dew. catching. Okay, yeah. and so then uh, for first base, I would say maybe a star fruit because it's got five arms and it will uh, it will be good defensively. Interesting. I was thinking a coconut at first base. Oh, coconut should catch. That's that's the catch. Oh, you want coconut catching? Yeah, it's because it's got a tough hard shell. It's already it wearing. It's, it's wearing catcher's equipment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we get a star fruit at, at first. It's second. We need Probably. something like small and agile. Yeah, you know, no, like um, a, a, an orange. Sure, or like a or a tangerine. Maybe. Oh, I was gonna you say, know? will you even go smaller than an orange? Yeah, yeah. Well, tangerine. would you do would you do a double combination, a double play combination of a tangerine and a tangerine orange? and an orange? That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's because the second baseman is just a slightly shorter short <laughs> version. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so tangerine is second. Orange is your shortstop. Who's right. your third baseman? Who's your who's who's the Who's really like, you know, uh, who's the Nolan Arenado fruit? <laughs> <Nolan Arenado> fruit? <laughs> I'm thinking your third baseman's got to be a solid piece of fruit. Yeah. Um, but I don't think like I've already got in my mind who my center fielder is. So I don't think I can go there. I'm right, thinking... What are our options? There's Blackberry is a, is a pretty like uh, it's a little small, but it's a pretty like it's a little substantial small for third fruit. base, though, my fear. What if you did? What if you did a, a tangerine at second, a uh, an orange at short, and a grapefruit at third? I love this. This is great. <laughs> I was I was a half second behind you. <laughs> so we, just, we just have an all citrus infield, which I think yeah. is very solid. But that's right. That that they look. They're they're gonna. They have great chemistry. This infield. You know what I mean? Like they're all. They like they're it's like the it's like the uh the the Blue Jays infield or something. Yes, Please. exactly. Like it, they've got great chemistry. They're all like. They're all young. They're all like on the same page. They Absolutely. all came up through the minors together. <laughs> all right. I think Apple's got to be your center field, right? I think so too. Yeah. yeah. It's like a good crisp apple. That's who you want out there. Just, just like, you know, the, the king of the fruits, the king of the, the reliable. Fruits. Yeah. Definitely want out there. In center. And then I would say that you want berries in the corners. I think so you do. I think you want a blueberry in right and a blackberry in left or Ooh, maybe a raspberry in left. I was wondering about a strawberry, like a strawberry in right. I was going to say that strawberry should be the DH. <laughs> well, I was wondering about if, if a grape would be your DH. Oh, okay. See what I'm saying? And you got, I, I think the grape is the manager. <laughs> oh, that's, that actually makes some sense of the grape managing the, yeah. the, the, the team. 
All right, so blueberry and right. I think blueberry and right. Blueberry is the Mookie bets of fruit. To yeah, me. I, I could and see And then that. I would say in left, you have a, it's the, it's either a raspberry or blackberry. And I think I'm shockingly going to suggest that a blackberry, I think raspberry doesn't make the team. I think raspberry is like, interesting. Yeah. Because the thing about, about raspberries are they're so delicious, but they last so, so that's the problem. They get time. injured. Basically you're signing up. You're, you're basically saying this is an injury prone left fielder. If you put a, if you put but a aren't so many there. left fielders injury prone, well, that's what we will. We don't want that though. We want an Alex Gordon. We want, we want someone we want like just a solid, yes. you know? Yeah. All right. All right. So we, so our left fielder is going to be a blackberry. I think that makes right. sense. And a and grape is managing. Grape is managing, and your strawberry is your DH. Right. I think that's good. And who's your closer? Right, so, oh, great question. Uh, uh, what what's left? What have we not done? A is pair? There any, is there anything to a pair? Closing? I was wondering if a pair. If there <laughs> is there a pair? Is there room for pair on this team? <laughs> I'm gonna say actually. Hold on a second. Maybe the pair should be the manager, and the grape should be the closer. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So yeah. thinking that the, the grape. A pair is a pair. Like most managers are pear shaped, right? They're like older guys. They've got to put on a little weight. Let's say that a pear, a pear is the manager and a great, and our great, a, a red flame seedless grape is your closer. Cause, cause as we've talked about before that may arguably the best fruit. Yes. Like a, a, yes. a, a crunchy red flame seedless grape. Oh, so delicious. All right, All right, so like to, to recap, going to the pen for a grape. I'm yeah. going to the bullpen for a grape, and but it's but it's pear making the call. Yeah, pear 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 waddles out to the mound, <laughs> takes the ball from the banana, signals to the pen, and a grape comes out to enter Sandman by Metallica. I, <laughs> I, I think we got the team. Wait, the what? Is the only thing left. Wait, now as long as we've gone this far, who's the, who's the who's our ace? Who's the ace pitcher? I guess it's the banana. The banana is the ace. Banana got to be the ace i mean is there a middle reliever do we have a do we have a like a, well, a, I mean, I think, a spot okay, starting middle be reliever. able to do it with just a banana you're gonna have to have back you know the number two well, you're gonna, here's you're here's the genius of this though the the pitching staff the five starters is they're just a bunch of bananas, a bunch of bananas. <laughs> <laughs> and the biggest one on the bunch is the ace and then you go down in size is the number one banana a lefty i just visualize a lefty banana I think that the the lefty on your staff is a plantain. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes banana plantain, banana plantain. Banana plantain. Banana. I yeah. like that. I like that. What about a kiwi coming out of the pen as a middle reliever? Kiwi is like the quirky, like Turk Wendell. Yeah, like a little reliever. side yeah. on me. Yeah, a little <laughs> a little junk baller. He like throws throws like three quarter mixes mixes speeds has a bunch of weird off speed pitches and yes. stuff. That's your kiwi. That's, that's your kiwi middle reliever. That's your kiwi middle reliever. All right. So to recap, it's bananas. Your ace. Yes. Your catcher is a coconut because it's got catcher's equipment on. <laughs> right. A star fruit is the first baseman because he's got five arms and can right. can catch balls from any angle. Around the infield, that it's tangerine orange grapefruit, which I love. <laughs> An apple is your center fielder. Blueberries in right, blackberries in left. A pear yes. is your manager. A grape is your closer. Uh, and a kiwi is your, and a kiwi is your quirky uh, middle you, reliever. Yeah. You realize this is the single best thing we've ever done. I think podcast. it is. I think it literally <laughs> think it might be. And the speed with which we did it is a testament to how truly pointless everything that we've done together in our entire lives is. That's it. 
that's it. This is our next book. We'll do this as a book. I mean, like, this is I mean, everything that we've done. I, 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 I can't believe it's taken us this long to do this. Thank you, whoever asked this question. <laughs> yes, correct opinion yes. haver, is that who it was? Good it was, opinion uh, haver? Yeah, correct uh, opinion haver, yeah. Correct. Thank you, correct opinion haver. Thank you, correct opinion haver. All right, you know what? We better go on. Well, we have one more. Uh, Mark wants to know, have you res- revised your negativity concerning the Celtics? I have, yes. Thank you for asking, Mark. Um, so I, I will say that publicly on Twitter, I've been very negative about the team, mostly because they had a penchant for blowing enormous leads. That yes. So they weren't just losing. They were they were up 20 early in the third, and then they would lose to like a team they should beat. And it, it was getting really hard. They were 500 or below after 50 games. And then they they're, they're now, I think, 10 and or 11 and two in their last 13 or something like that. Unfortunately, the teams that they've lost to, they lost to two bad teams. They yeah. lost to Indiana last night in Indiana, although it was the second game of a back to back, both on the road. The first game was a noon tip off. It, it, this game was a was an afternoon game. So it felt like a trap going in. And then the and then the Pacers just hit every they were 12 of 20 from three in the first half. It was yeah. like one of those games, whatever. And then they lost the last game of the uh, before the All Star break at home. I think they were at home to some truly terrible team like Detroit. I think they lost to Detroit at home. Um, the but other than that, they've been playing great. They have the best point differential in the East. And I have uh, privately, even though I've been publicly annoyed at them, I have been more optimistic than most of my friends who are Celtics fans. Um, I because th- there was a lot of like. Udoka's the wrong coach and Tatum and Brown don't play, can't play together and blah, blah, blah. But I, what I was seeing was a team. Yes. That was blowing these huge leads, but also we're getting huge leads. They yes. were, they were, they were, when their offense clicked properly, they were playing really well. And also Marcus smart, the most inexplicable player in the NBA that nobody knows how to properly evaluate Marcus smart at all. Rob Williams has taken a leap. Tatum had a terrible shooting first half, which no Celtics fan wants to admit, but he's been straight up bad shooting the ball. He's shooting three pointers at a career low. He's shooting two pointers at a career low. They just weren't clicking and suddenly they have started clicking. And so I'm more optimistic than most people about their future. And I think they could actually, I don't think they're going to come out of the East, but I, I think they can get into the four or five zone. And I think they could actually be a, be difficult for any of those other teams to play in the playoffs. Robert Williams is so much fun. To I love him so much. Oh my I, he's, he's, I mean, he is like, he is the, he's crazy. He is the, the highest jumping person I've ever seen. <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I have ever yeah. seen. It's, it's, it's oh, so much fun to watch. All right. All right. Uh, let's do our draft. It's, we are drafting. Uh, we think we've done this before, so we're going to try it in a different way. Uh, we are drafting uniform numbers, but we are not drafting uh, uniform numbers in general. We are drafting specific sport uniform numbers. So so uh, let's say the number 32, which is probably the most famous number going, you only get one sport. So if you draft 32, right. you would draft 32 basketball or 32 baseball or 32 football, or whatever you wanted to do. All right. right. And, uh, and those were all the rules that we uh, came up with in the four seconds we thought about this. Uh, so you get the first pick. I do. Yes. Great. Uh, all right. This is controversial, but I'm going 10 in soccer. Oh, uh, I knew you were going to yeah. grab that. Right um, it is, it is the, it is the only uniform number it, in American sports. There are certain uniform numbers that are sacred 
for certain teams or positions. There's even certain uniform numbers like 42 in baseball that are sacred for the entire sport, but those numbers are retired. And so you can't get them. No Yankee will ever wear number two again. Right. No Red Sox will wear nine. So those sacred numbers can't be as they should be handed down from, from great player to great player because they're retired. Not so in soccer, in soccer, Uniform numbers are handed to the rightful heirs yes. to that number. And the most famous of them is 10. It is Pele's number. It's a Maradona's number. It's Messi's number. And it's a number that you only get if you are worthy of the number. It's That's basically, right. it's it's the uh, uh, King Arthur's sword or, <laughs> or, uh, or Thor's hammer of numbers because you only get to wear it if you deserve to wear it. And yeah. so for that reason alone, I think it is the most sacred number in all of sports. Uh, and so that's my first pick. That does lead to a, an official position question, which is what is our official position on retiring numbers? Would you- Okay, well, Brandon, we should we have to bring up Brandon's thing on this, yes. right? So Brandon's thing on this, Brandon McCarthy's thing on this, which I think is pretty smart, is basically when you retire a number, it becomes the property of- the family of the person whose number it is right. or the person so the person's still alive and that person gets to give it to someone to yes. allow them to wear it if they if the family believes that it's the right thing to do so if you're Derek Jeter you retire number 2 yep right and then Derek Jeter is basically Derek Jeter's property so if a young shortstop comes along for the Yankees in 10 years and is as talented and as beloved in the city of New York and sort of embodies Derek Jeter's essence in the way that like Jeter became a, a Jordan athlete because Jordan was like, that guy's right. a winner. That guy plays on this huge stage and he comes up big and blah, 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 blah. So he became a Jordan athlete. Jeter could bestow number two upon a young Yankee. Yeah. If, if he felt like it was the right thing to do. I think that's a great plan because then you get closer to what soccer has with the number 10, which is, you know, messy, like someone is going to wear number 10 for Barcelona yes. at some point. Right. And, and, and soon, and it's just, it's the guy who is that, who it represents that number for that team. And you would get something closer to that in baseball and football and other sports. If, if it became the property of the guy who wore it. Yeah, I would love it. I, I really would, especially in baseball. I would love to see, you know, some, you know, I mean, number five, nobody's ever going to wear number five in, in Kansas City again is George Brett's number. Right. And which is which is fine. I mean, that's that is one cool way to do it. You can see the number five. But how cool would it be if through Brett uh, himself or through some other thing, it was determined that this player had become worthy of wearing right. number five? Right. Like that would be incredibly cool. And it would be like a living testament to like imagine, imagine 30 years from now, a quarterback plays for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes comes out and says, You deserve number 15. Yeah. Like yeah. that would rule. That, that would, would be, be awesome. so cool. And there could be a whole ceremony beforehand of like the handing over of the jersey and the reveal <laughs> of the guy's name on. That would be like that. This is Brandon's never had a good idea. Never. Be this, is, now, this, this is the first time he's ever had a good idea. <laughs> uh, this is the guy who 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 wants to who thinks that <laughs> that uh, what duck a orange or whatever is a <laughs> is a good uh, the number one holiday, holiday number yeah, one holiday meal. meal. Yeah. But I think all uh, against all odds, he has come up with an actual good idea. Yeah, I think it's this. a great idea. I think it's a great idea. All right. 
Well, that's really good. Number 10 in soccer was uh, on my board. I was kind of hoping you were not going to grab that early, but you did. So uh, it's yours. I am going to go with, I think a little bit off the board, maybe. I'm going to go with number 24 in baseball. Hmm. All right. So 24 is Willie Mays number, Ken Griffey's number, Ricky Henderson's number. Uh, Barry Bonds wore it for a time. Uh, Manny wore it for a time. Miguel Cabrera. Uh, Andre Dawson. It's a number worn by an unbelievably awesome collection of players. It's two and four, I think, are really cool in combination. I mean, 42 obviously is, is, is incredibly famous. Um, I just think that that's the number that looks like when I see a 24, like that, that it just fits the uniform perfectly. Um, so I'm going to go right. with 24 in baseball. I mean, just Willie Mays alone is. You it's know, all you need. It's pretty much. Pretty much I, I read a book recently. I can't remember who wrote it, but the, someone said that Willie Mays was the greatest baseball player of all time. Really? Over Babe yeah. Ruth? Yeah. It was controversial. Wow. Uh, it, was, it was a very long book. It took me uh, hours and hours and hours. To, in fact, weeks, if not months to read. Wow. Uh, it weighed, the book itself weighed, I believe it weighed 28 pounds. 28 pounds, one yeah. book. Yeah. Wow. I, what was that I called? Have, you remember I the don't, name? I wish I could remember. It was something like the baseball 10,000. I think <laughs> it was the 10,000 greatest baseball players listed in order. Uh, and I don't remember who wrote it. Yeah. Um, it couldn't be you because I, you've never written a book. No, that, well, that I, that I, I know tell of. you. Yeah. I should tell you I did write a book. Actually. You did? Yeah. I, I didn't mention this. Again, why toot your own horn? Right. Uh, called the Baseball 100. Yeah. It was actually a countdown baseball of the 100, 100 greatest baseball. I know it doesn't probably doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't ring a bell. You know, uh, look, I, well, I just know. wish you had, I wish you had mentioned this earlier. I could have uh, supported you. You don't know you because it. you've never written a book. So you don't really know what that's, what that's. Oh, about. I'm about to blow your mind. I actually have written a book. No, you have. I have. On. It's called, it's called How to Be Perfect. It's available in stores now. What? Uh, it's about, uh, it's a conversational and humorous look at the history of moral philosophy and ethics and how we try to be good people on earth. And it came out in January 25th. It's out now. It's a New York Times bestseller, by the way. I'm sure. Are you kidding me? That's not something you can relate to because you've obviously never written a book that's the New York Times bestseller. Oh, I I, met, I didn't. I actually did. I actually you did. did. Yeah, no, I know. I actually <laughs> have written multiple books through New York Times. Really? really? I know. It's weird. I, you know, I can't believe you wrote a book. Why I would you not? Did you know? know it's just it's it's just <clears throat> occurring to me now that you know we've been doing this podcast for a long time. We should be better about mentioning on this podcast when we do things like write books. We right. should, people might like to hear about that. Why have a podcast if you're not going to mention things? It's like unclear. A book? It's unclear what, what we were thinking there. But anyway, yes, I wrote a book called How to Be Perfect. It's in stores now. You wrote a book called The Baseball 100 in which you posit, if, I, if memory serves, that Willie Mays is the greatest player of all time. Yes. And so 24 makes a certain amount of sense to choose in baseball for oh. that, just for that alone. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, well, glad we cleared all that up and let's, let's make a mental note in yes. the future to mention that we've written books That's uh, a really and good not idea. hide that information from the people who listen to this. Do you podcast. think the goons over at Metal Arc Media would be okay with us mentioning that we that we wrote books? You know what? Frankly, the way they've treated us, I don't care anymore yeah, because right. I'm sick of the threats <laughs> and the abuse and, and the screaming and all of the phone it's calls with the lawyers. It's just, Why did we I do this. Why I don't we... know. Oh, I, I remember why we did this now. We didn't have a choice. That's right. 
They told they, us. They, 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 they conscripted us. They, yes. they, they, yeah, we woke up one day and there was a letter nailed to my front door that said, you are now the property, the legal property of Meadowlark Media. Wow. So weird. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't either, but yeah, we didn't fight it. So, um, all right. I'm going to go with basketball 33. That's my oh, next number. That was good. That's uh, good. Just a, a, it's sort of a, a little bit of the Willie Mays thing in baseball, but you're talking about Kareem and Larry Bird, right? Kareem and Larry Bird alone. And yes. then you add in, uh, you know, Patrick Ewing, Scottie Pippen, one of the 50 greatest players of all Grant time. Hill. Grant Hill, Alonzo Mourning. There's a lot of guys who've worn it, but just Bird and Kareem alone. And the reason I think it's a great number and this has nothing to do with Bird and Kareem. I think it looks cool. I it think does look cool. I, I think it looks cool because Bird and Kareem both wore it. Yes. But three is a magic number in basketball. Like the three pointer is has become the uh, the the key weapon in yes. modern NBA. The only problem with thirty three is that Steph doesn't wear it. Steph should absolutely. He wears thirty. <laughs> he should absolutely wear number thirty three. He should put as many threes as he can on the back of his uniform. <laughs> And I wish I, if Steph wore 33, it would be, it would be a no be brainer. Yeah. yeah. It'd be, yeah, it'd be perfect. But regardless, 33 is just a cool looking number. I think largely because those two guys, when, when I was growing up, those were the two, arguably the two most important players in the league, maybe magic more important than Kareem, but, but bird and Kareem at the same time in those Celtics Lakers series, both wearing that number that ruled. I think 30 in some ways is a great number for Steph because you have the three, and then you have like the open mouth that we all feel after he makes the three. <laughs> so the look of shock, the look of shock and dismay. Did you see the video that just flew around the internet yesterday of him practicing warming up? I said it to you. Yeah. No. Oh, was, you did. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is. It's like you just. It doesn't make any sense. No. If you haven't seen this, he's he starts at the free throw line. Yep. He hits a free throw and he takes basically two steps back all the way almost to mid court. Almost to mid court. And then. All and then shoots every time and then moves all the way back into the free throw line. Yep. And then at the very end does a thing where he does a floater. He like he like runs toward the basket and he throws the ball so high it goes out of frame. Right. From the video and then drops effortlessly through the basket. <laughs> it's one of the craziest things you've ever seen in your life. No, it's one of those things. Do you remember though the the old Tiger Woods commercial where he's bouncing the ball? Yeah. yeah. And what my thought watching that commercial was. If I could do that, I would literally not do anything else. I would just right. literally do that all day. That's how I feel. If I could do that, what Steph Curry did in one little practice session, that's all I'd ever do. Yeah. I would just, yeah. I would just be. Well, I would do one other thing, which is I would call everyone I know and say, oh, come yeah. to this, come to this court right now <laughs> and watch me do this. <laughs> one time. I just want one time. All right. I'm going to go a little bit off the board here. I don't think this is legal, but I'm going to do this anyway. Because you mentioned number 33, um, I am going to choose, you're not going to allow this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Double digit numbers in hockey. Okay, I'm not so, allowing this. I what know are you you're talking not. about? I know, no, I know you're not going to allow it. But I'm you're choosing every number from 10 to 99? No, 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 no. Oh, you're Double choosing 11, 22, 33, right, 44, right, right, 55. Right, right, right. Yeah, so still, not allowing, still not allowing this. I know, it ahead. shouldn't be allowed. And, and maybe you want one of these numbers. But- Here's what I came to, to realize. So in hockey, every single double number has a Hall of Famer connected to it. Every single one. So 11 is Mark Messier. 22 is Mike Bossy. 33 is Patrick Waugh. 44 is Chris Pronger. 55 is Larry Murphy. 
66 is Mario Lemieux, 77 is Ray Bork, 88 is Eric Lindros, 99, of course, is Wayne Gretzky. That's crazy. That tells me double numbers. Look, if I have to have a number, I'm going to take Gretzky. I'm going to take 99. Right. Because for almost the opposite reason that we're doing some of these others, which is he's the only 99, like, like literally only two other players in NHL history have worn that number. It's like no player owns a number the way Wayne Gretzky owns 99. Um, but I just think that's unbelievably cool. It's like everybody in hockey realized having the double number like that, coolest thing going. So, so however we need to work it out, maybe you're going to want 77 for Ray Bork, but um, double digit numbers in hockey, very cool. Double, I double mean, numbers, not double. This, this is absolutely not allowable. Of I mean, not. I, don't, I don't know how you think you're getting away with it. You can't, you you chose eight numbers. I know. No, I, I did. It's awesome. <laughs> well, look, the commissioner is very busy. I don't know if he's going to have time to rule. He already that. ruled. And said oh my gosh, already? He, yes, he was, he's been listening live and he's already <laughs> ruled. It, this is not allowed. I mean, this is insane. I don't know what you think you're doing here. Um, no, not allowed. But uh, okay. dismissed. You lost the. I've already won. You can't. <laughs> now you can't. You're not allowed to win. All right. Um. All right. I'm gonna go. Uh. I'm gonna go with. Uh, now that I, no matter what I do, I win the draft. Yeah. Um. I think I'm gonna go. This might surprise you. I'm okay. gonna go with number eight in baseball. Wow. Yeah. So. There are a lot of more famous baseball numbers. Arguably, nine is more famous. Sure. Arguably, seven is more famous. Sure. Um, obviously, like 42 is more famous, blah, blah, blah. But I always loved the number eight. My son chose number 18 as his uniform number, and I was happy just because it was had an eight on it. There's something <laughs> that I think looks really great about the number eight on a baseball uniform. There have obviously been great players. It's Yaz's number, which I think that's probably, it's probably burned in a my brain from Yaz, uh, Ripken wore it, Yogi Berra wore it, Joe Morgan, Willie Stargell. There's been a lot of great players who wore sure. number eight, but I, this is purely an aesthetic thing for me. I just think that something, the perfectly symmetrical number eight on the back of a crisp white home baseball Jersey has always sort of like made me feel something. I don't know why. So I'm going with eight. I like that. I like that. Uh, in fact, I think eight is an incredible number, which is why I'm going to follow up right away with my third pick, which is football 88, mm. number 88 in football. Uh, there are a couple of reasons I love it. First of all, the main reason is it looks great. 88 is a yeah. great number. Great players, Alan Page, Marvin Harrison, uh, Tony Gonzalez, Lynn Swan, Mark, Michael Irvin. The cool thing about 88 is it could be a great receiver or it also could be a great defensive lineman. I like that it can be multiple positions, but it just looks awesome. 88. See, I think of it purely, it's almost, to me, in the in the 80s and 90s, it, it was almost the football equivalent of 10 in soccer, which is to say, it felt like the best wide receiver got 88, like the, yeah. in the league. Like, it was like, it, I don't know, I'm sure this is false memory, but it felt like, you couldn't wear 88 unless you were awesome right. as a receiver. Like it, maybe it was, 82, maybe 82 also seemed like a good. Wasn't there someone, uh, maybe it was, who was it on the, on those old uh, air Coriel chargers teams were like 89. Oh, was well it, that was West Chandler, right? West Chandler. Yeah. 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 But like there, it felt like the, it felt like the, the, the Michael Irvin, Marvin Harrison, like that, 
it felt yes. like you had to you had to be so good to justify getting number 88 yes uh, as a, as a receiver it felt like you were like the fastest guy the best receiver ran the best route scored the most touchdowns like i feel like every photo that i saw in sports illustrated when i was a kid it was 88 of a football game was <laughs> someone with 88 like streaking down the sideline catching a deep deep uh, go route it's such a good number such yeah. a good number that's a good number if you hadn't uh cheated in the second round you might be ahead in this draft oh um I'm going to go a little off the board too. I'm going double zero in basketball. Wow. Yeah. It's almost nobody wears it, but I think that what I love about it is you can, it is the only sport (laughs) where you can wear double zero, right? Right. There's no double zero in baseball or football or anything else. You can wear double zero. So of course, Robert Parrish, again, from my childhood, uh, I think Carmelo wore double zero a couple years when he was in Portland. There've been a couple guys like I think Aaron Gordon maybe wears it, but regardless, just the fact that you can yes. wear a double zero Tatum wears zero, which I think is cool, but double zero that rules that you can wear double zero on your uniform. That's amazing to me. I love that. That's my fourth pick. So if you can wear zero in, in football, Jim Otto, pretty famously wore double zero. Um, you can, you can wear the double zero. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know that anybody else has worn double zero other than Jim Otto. I think Jim Otto might be the only double zero. Uh, I'm trying to look this up now. Uh, no, actually there have been, uh, well, Ken Burrow, I forgot the old uh, Houston Oilers uh, receiver, okay. Kenny Burrow wore double zero. So, so nobody's worn double zero in football since 1981 so that's 40 whatever so maybe they don't allow it anymore maybe they're not allowed it anymore it's too yeah. bad that is a great number as soon as you said double zero i immediately felt robert parish though like to me does yeah. anybody else even matter in the double zero no, nobody yeah. matters it's all it's only parish and and there was something he was such a dominant force on yes. those teams and he was and his nickname was the chief which was the coolest nickname yes and he was just so like imposing that there was something about him wearing double zero that made him scarier as why a player. Was his, why were his one-handed dunks different from everybody else's one-handed Dunno. dunks? Dunno. Just, I think it was like he got the ball like four feet from the hoop, turned around, and in my memory, everyone around him like scurried away, yes. like, like cockroaches when you turn a light on. Like they, they just ran away from him because he was so scary. <laughs> I, I, and I wouldn't blame the one bit. All right, double zero is a good pick. All right, with my fourth pick, uh, I am looking, I'm not going to go with this one. No, I'm not going to do it. Even though I, I like the number a lot. I'm going to go I, you know what? I'm going to go with number seven in baseball. Um, obviously it's mantle. Barry Bonds actually wore number seven his first year, uh, with the huh. pirates, which is kind of interesting. Uh, a few other good players, Pudge. Biggio, right. Didn't Biggio wear it? Biggio no? wore it. Lofton. Joe Maurer. I mean, there have been a few good number sevens, but realistically, it's mantle. Again, don't know why more people don't wear it. It's a great looking number. Yeah. Like, right? Like seven on 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 a baseball jersey. That just looks great. And and to me, like that's the perfect example of a missed opportunity for the Yankees, right? Like, like if if after mantle goes, you know, and it's whatever. Now, of course, that be, that could mean mistakes because suddenly, you know, you might promise Steve Kemp number seven and that might not work out, you know, on your benefit or whatever. But it seems to me like you ought to be able to earn your way to number seven. Like there should have been a point in Derek Jeter's career where they were like, 
Yeah, you get number seven now. You've 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 achieved mantle status. You get to wear number seven. But yeah, not gonna happen. So anyway, love number seven. Seven is also a sacred number in soccer. Besides ten, that's right. It might it might be the most sacred number. It's, it's what Ronaldo Beck- wears now. It's right? Ronaldo. It's David Beckham. It's Luis Figo. It's like a a bunch of like um I think um I think uh what's his name the German uh. Uh, Schweinsteiger I think he wore seven like it's it's like the guy who's like the captain of the team basically 10 is 10 is the best player on the team but seven is frequently the kind of captain or leader of the team um it it does have I mean I guess it's just lucky number seven right is the is the is the reason but regardless it has a it definitely has like a a holy a kind of spiritual significance to it in a lot of different sports yeah it's a great football too yeah 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 football too absolutely all right, for my last pick, I'm doing something really crazy because it's a number that almost nobody like like double zero, almost nobody wears it. But I'm choosing number one in football. Oh, that was oh in football. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was so, be my pick. Very few guys wear number one in football. There's they're like Jim Jim Thorpe famously wore it and Warren Moon wore it. Yes. And and there's a bunch of other old timey guys um uh who who wore number one. But what's interesting to me is that there aren't more. It seems like if you're a quarterback, because it's a quarterback's number. It's also like, in theory, a punter's number or a kicker's right, number, kicker's I guess. Number, right. But why aren't there more quarterbacks who wear number one? It's the coolest. It's like that. I'm the leader of the team. I'm the number one guy on the team. <laughs> why aren't these guys wearing number one? I don't understand it. And the the other thing about it is, as a Michigan football fan, there's a, there's a long tradition of like the best wide receiver on Michigan as like a senior, usually, gets to wear number one. It has that same thing of these numbers being passed down to you because yeah. you've earned it. Um, and that's obviously very niche in terms of in terms of the the significance of the number. But regardless, I feel like there are so many court Patrick Mahomes should wear number one. Yeah. Like this is this is absurd. What are we doing? Like <laughs> the the uh, how are these guys not wearing number one? Why is there an answer you can possibly think of as to why more quarterbacks don't choose number one? I don't know. I, I think it's a great number. It was going to be my pick for a reason uh, that you did not mention, which is it seems to be coming back because now Jamar Chase wears number one. Right. Right. And Kyler Murray wears number one also. Right. Right. And so now it's becoming like the cool number again. It's like for years, it was not at all the cool number. Um, I mean, you look at the great number ones, Warren Moon, Cam Newton wore number one. Um uh, but then it's like Garo Yapremian and Jason Elam. It's like it's not figures. as nearly as many great people as you would no, think. No, no, not at all. Yeah, very not weird. Not at all. Um, but I think Jamar Chase wearing number one makes it cool instantly. Just just him and him alone yeah. makes it a cool number. Yeah, exactly. If he were wearing number like 74, it would be like, oh, that's the coolest. That's number. the coolest <laughs> number. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, with my final pick, there's so many good ones on the board. It's interesting. Neither one of us took 32, and I'm not going to take 32. Uh, I'm also not going to take 23, which is just uh, for basketball, which is just Jordan and LeBron, which is enough to to, to do it. Yeah, but, come but, on. you know, no. Uh, I think 33 is better. You, you already took 33. Uh, nine in hockey is really, really strong. Like, that's mm-hmm. all the greats. That's uh, Gordie Howe and... Bobby Hall and Maurice Richard, and then a whole bunch of others. Um, but you know what I'm going to do? I am going to go and I am going to take. All right, I'm just going to take 42 in baseball. It's 
it's all i know it's it's cheating kind of, you're it's kind of, this is this is pandering it's you're, kind of it's, you cheated in the second round now you're pandering in the fifth round <laughs> hoping hoping to win the commissioner back to my side it was either gonna be 42. this is the equivalent this is the equivalent of of the nfl painting and racism in the end zones <laughs> I was either going to be 42 in baseball or 32 in basketball. And I think 32 in basketball is great because of magic and, and uh, Irving, the old ABA and Shaq and Carl Malone, Bill Walton, all these guys. But here's the thing about 42. I, I, I get why the number is retired, right? I mean, you definitely, it is the most famous number in baseball. It should, that is the one number that no one should ever wear again without question. Yeah. But then you look and you see like a lot of people, like Mike Mussina wore that number for a long time. Like Alan Trammell wore that number and, and Bob Lemon wore that number. It's like a whole bunch of guys have worn that number that were like very good players. And then it's like suddenly years and years and years later, you're like, yeah, we're taking that off the board. It's kind of a weird, it's a weird thing, but it is exactly as it should be. And it's in every ballpark as it should be. And the only question I have along those lines is, should they do the same thing with number 21 for Roberto Clemente? Well, uh, I mean, this is the problem with like retiring numbers, right? right? Is like, if you retire them league wide, then then you're starting this thing of like Clemente, I could totally understand, but like w- then someone would go like, well, you have to retire Ripken's number for the whole league because he set the all time yeah. you know game. They, 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 as soon as you like Jackie Robinson's accomplishment was specific, unique, and yes. uh, and and dramatic in the most important and league wide way. I, I yes. think you kind of should leave it there. Like I, I think like, that's probably right. I yeah. think they should do something with Clemente's number though, not necessarily retire it, but maybe something along the lines of, you know, it being a special number for people to wear, you know, some, some sort of, you know, instead of putting a C on somebody, you you make them 21 and that's, you know, and you, and you make their, their number in a little bit different color than all the rest of the numbers. And that's like, that's your captain, right? Like 21. I don't know. It just would seem like it'd be really cool to do something very fun for Clemente, because obviously Clemente, in addition to being a hero, in addition to being a great player, was a pioneer in so many ways. I, I just, I, I would love to see them do something really cool with that number. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky because that's a cool idea to make it like the captain of every team wears number twenty-one. But guys are so are so particular about their yes. numbers, you yeah, can't force any of them. It's, I, I, I know what you mean. I think it might just be one of those things where it's like, maybe, maybe like, should do that. The, the, that's what I was about to say. The captain of the pirates should wear number 21. That would yeah. be, that would rule if they, if they did something like that, where it was like, you are the, you are the, again, the rightful heir to this number. Um, that would be, that would be awesome. And then you'd get into a situation where someone would have number 21, they would do something embarrassing or illegal and they would have to be stripped of their number 21. <laughs> and, and every person who's stripped of their number gets the worst. They get 73. That's it. Like, that's it. Sorry. You, 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 you no longer are worthy of 21. You are now you're seven. wearing number 104. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. All right. So I don't know. Has commissioner forgiven me yet for my, for my thing? No, no. In fact, you're banned for a week from the podcast. You can't oh podcast gosh. for a, a full week. Yeah. I didn't know I could get banned. Yeah. You've banned, <laughs> you've been banned for one week. We can't do another podcast until next week. Or maybe I'll do one without you. That would be kind of fun. 
that would be kind of fun. You could you could mention this book that you don't want to mention on the show or anything like that. I just I don't feel like it's I don't it feels gauche to mention yeah. my book on the show. How I to be perfect available in stores now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we made it through another one. So, Mike, as always, thank you. You cheated and also pandered. Pause cast. Pause cast.